Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast. Hello and welcome to Create Clarity with Charity. Today I have an amazing guest. She's going to teach us all about sustainable fashion and how to get into the fashion industry with ease and flow. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hi, Charity. Good. How are you? I am doing awesome. I am so happy you're here as CEO of Factory 45. I know you have some amazing insights for our audience. I know I have a bunch of fashionistas that listen to the show and would love to learn from you because you have done it. Yes, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So as you know, the show is about that evolutionary entrepreneur, the ones that are self-made that have taken those steps and the risk and really stepped out there and and, um, created a sustainable business um, for years to come. So we want to hear about your story. I know my audience is going to relate to it a lot because I sure did. So let's go back. Let's go way back to like maybe 10 years ago when you first started um, your entrepreneurial journey and maybe talk about you know, how that wasn't really on your agenda for your future, right? You weren't always just thinking you were going to own your own fashion business, right? No, definitely not fashion. And I didn't even consider myself a business person or entrepreneurial. Actually, Entrepreneurship 101 was the worst grade I got in college. Oh, wow. (laughs) So by no means was it on the radar. Um, I was, so I graduated college with a journalism degree in 2008 during the peak of the financial crisis. Um, I knew it was going to be really hard to get a real job, so I decided to go traveling instead. I, uh, quote unquote, was bartending my way around the world. That's what I told my parents. They were thrilled. Um, (laughs) And I met a girl, another American girl bartending in Australia. Um, and we kept in touch and long story short, a few years after we got back from to the States, she sent me a Facebook message and she said, I know you're not going to get a real job. Do you want to do something with me? Like, let's do something. Let's keep traveling. Let's start a business. Let's start a project. Um, And so that's what we did. We really, we flew down to Central America. We started just researching like the most random business ideas, which eventually led to us designing a line of 10 pieces that could be mixed and matched to create over a hundred different looks. The idea being that it was a wardrobe for minimalists and travelers like us Mm -hmm. to be able to throw in a backpack and just take wherever we wanted to go. I love that. I love to travel light. You know, you can wear a sarong like 50 different ways, right? I'm like, if I were ever stranded on an island, as long as I have my sarong, I'll always have an outfit. But yes. <laughs> that's a great, great, great way to start because there is such a need, right? You, you really focused on solving a problem in the market space and having to check bags and ha- bring all this stuff everywhere when you're world traveling is, is highly inconvenient. Um, 
So yeah, I'd of love course that. it didn't didn't go to plan by any means. But <laughs> you know, you have to start with an initial idea, and then the key is it's going to evolve. You're going to pivot, and you're going to learn like what people actually want. Yeah, and so that's even more to the point. I mean, with with you know the the listeners, they they are listening for that you know key insight. And that's so true. Like you don't have your offer or your proof of concept, right. Until it's in production. And when you're starting something like you guys did, you know, there's several curveballs that we don't really expect. So let's talk about that. So now that you kind of broke into the entrepreneurial space, you've taken that risk, you stepped out into the unknown, you, you have a great idea and a great partner. So let's talk about maybe the, the first, you know, way that you launched this idea? Because I think that's really magnificent how you guys pooled all that together. Yeah. So like I said, we, we designed this line of 10 pieces. We quickly realized it was going to be extremely expensive to do product development for 10 pieces, 10 different garments. And we realized we were outsiders in the industry. So Factories didn't really want to work with us. Sample makers didn't really want to work with us. We were self-educating the whole time. And we came to the conclusion that, all right, we need to simplify, which is also like a, just a key tenant for entrepreneurship. Lowest barrier to entry option, simplify. So we pivoted and realized, all right, let's design one piece that instead of like 10 pieces, a hundred different ways, one piece, 30 different ways. So like you're saying the sarong, this was called the Versalette. It was one garment you could wear as a dress, a scarf, a bag, a skirt, all the things. Mm -hmm. And you could just, again, throw it in a backpack, take it wherever you wanted to on your travels. Um, And so that led us to launch a Kickstarter campaign to uh, pre-sell our signature piece, the Versalette. And, um, that took about a year and a half to actually launch. Wow. Well, but you did really well on your, on your, your Kickstarter, right? I mean, people were loving this because this is a little bit, you know, 10 years ago, sustainable clothing. That was, that was a pretty fresh idea, right? Getting- oh, it was like an oxymoron to say the words like sustainable and fashion together. You did not, you was like, what, what are those? What is that? Um, now it's more mainstream and people generally know what sustainable fashion is, but back then it was very new. Um, and so I think that was part of it in, you know, pivoting and preparing for this pre-sale on Kickstarter, we were very intentional about sharing our story and building an audience before we had anything to sell. And that was pivotal to our success. Like that is what we were the highest funded fashion project in Kickstarter history at the time. Like we were featured in the New York times, the wall street journal. It was like this whole big, amazing, we quadrupled our first production run, like this huge, amazing thing that we were, of course, not expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was because we took the time to build that audience, that customer base so far in advance that by the time we launched and said, Hey, here's the piece, you can pre-order it. People were just like ready and raring to go. They wanted it. They felt a part of the journey, a part of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was everything. 
And the way he did it was so crafty because a lot of people are like, oh, build the audience. So I'll get a Facebook and I'll just add people and we'll chat and talk. But you guys went above and beyond. You guys did something really amazing about building your audience. Let's, let's talk about that. So there was two pieces of that. The first was like the more straightforward, like you said, we were blogging about it. We had an email, Instagram. Then once our Kickstarter, cam- Kickstarter campaign was successful, we wanted to continue pre-selling. So we want, we didn't want to stop the momentum. So we went on a, on a sustainable fashion tour of the Pacific Northwest. We like tricked out this like 1993 Chevy conversion van. It was like branded, we painted it. There was like, you know, vinyl of, uh, all of the way the garment could be worn all different ways, like covering the windows. Like it was this really, really cool uh just marketing vehicle and we took the summer to film documentary videos and share on youtube and instagram stories it was kind of like the original like guerrilla marketing campaign of uh just like two women who are trying to change an industry we interviewed people on the street about like their purchasing habits and if they knew what sustainable fashion was and um so that was yes definitely next level yeah that was before our time right now because that's what I I love to teach that in my programs that authentic genuine connection with people and doing breaking out of the box you guys fully checked out of the box on all areas for this so you can see it works great when you know you have that kind of um passion and drive and uh, you know everything that it takes to to do things differently so Let's, let's talk about that, that journey. You know, you guys built something really amazing. You got the funding, you, you got the branding, you know, they, let's talk about some of the highs and the lows. Like, cause I know like a lot of people are like, oh, I, I want to drop ship and then I don't have to do manufacturing or this, or I want my own brand. And, and then they, 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 you know, search for the fabric and they get the colors and they're all excited and then crickets. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is like one very common misconception about Kickstarter in particular, but like anytime you're pre-selling or selling even via e-commerce, like Kickstarter is not going to drive traffic for you. There will be some of that, but like, just like you'd be selling on Shopify, you have to be responsible for driving that audience to your whichever way you're selling. Um, And I think that it gets underestimated how important it is to use leverage what is available to you. Like I say, there has never been a better time to start a business because there's so many free marketing avenues Mm -hmm. um, that we didn't have like even 20 years ago. So getting into that, like building your email list, growing your social media channels, um, whether that's like, dabbling in SMS and TikTok and some of these newer things and seeing like it's it's all an experiment and I Mm -hmm. think as entrepreneurs you have to go into starting running a business with this mentality of like it's an experiment it's all an experiment and I'm just going to need to be open to trying new things Mm -hmm. and not get derailed when something doesn't work um especially like with product development, for example, we, when we were originally starting out with pattern and sample making, we had the original, original vision that 10 pieces, one of them was a maxi dress. We sent that to a sample maker to get the dress created 
from our design on paper into a sample. It came back above the knee. It's supposed to be ankle length. It came back with thick straight back straps when it was supposed to be spaghetti halter straps. It came back with like a drop waist with a sash around it when it was supposed to be an empire waist, like nothing like our design. We spent a thousand dollars on a sample that we couldn't use. So you have to expect things like that are going to come up where the people who are successful are different is that they use that they use those stories and leverage them as part of their marketing as part of their storytelling as part of their messaging and they take their audience in to their experience so that they feel a part of it and that's what converts someone from like a follower or like an audience to a customer yeah Cause they're feeling they're having the same emotional attachment that maybe you did the disappointment in that, you know, the, the, the ball dropped and you're like, yeah. now we can't even manufacture because they didn't even give us our right prototype, you know, yeah. and then now you're a thousand dollars out of pocket and three months behind. And so at those points, you know, there's like a breaking point, right? There's a point where you just like some people, it's like either you're going to quit or you're going to win. So either you're going to make it through and you're going to make a way. And that was something that you, I mean, it was kind of a roller coaster ride this whole time for you. It was a lot of those setbacks because you went into it, you went into it brand new, right? So let's for talk sure. about that, being that fresh in the industry and you know, some of the things that you ran into, just so people know why you created this amazing course that you did. Yeah, I think that, you know, the the thing is is like you can look at the opportunity in the failures, right? And so had that not happened, let's say this is a very tiny example, but with, with the maxi dress, it felt like a major example. Like it was a big, big disappointment. We could have, again, looked at that as like failure. Okay, moving on. Or instead we looked at, at the opportunity, right? Okay, that didn't work. We don't have endless funds here. We're running out of money. Where is the opportunity to pivot and to change? And that's what led us to create one garment. And I think in the end, had we actually launched 10 pieces, our customer would have had decision paralysis. They wouldn't have been able to pick. Most people wouldn't have been able to buy the entire collection because it would have been too expensive. So Mm -hmm. in the end, it was like the best thing to happen. Um, And that's what I say to my entrepreneurs that I now work with through Factory 45 and the program that I run that helps people start sustainable fashion brands is you can look at the opportunity to simplify, again, lowest barrier to entry option so that you really aren't so married to your original idea that you can't see the better option in front of you. Yeah, that's such key insight, you guys. I hope you caught that. So that happens so much in a lot of industries. So just be ready when you're starting something new, you're always going to run into those kinds of things. And it's all about that emotional intelligence on how to use it and, and keep going and see the opportunity instead of the threat. Right. So I, I love that. So you're, you, you went into that with your bestie as well. So that's the other thing. So a lot of my audience always ask about partnerships, you know, like, is, is it better to go in with a partner? Because now you're independently owning and running your, um, your e your e-learning and you've developed your own strategies and everything after this, this, this first initial, um, um, startup that you did. So let's talk about that and, and working together with, um, 
you know, having a partner and the journey that that had taken you on to, you know, bring you into the new journey that you're on now? Yeah. So we, like I said, it was kind of like this whirlwind success of the Kickstarter. Like I think both my co-founder and I went into it being like, oh, of course we're going to fail. Like this isn't going to be successful. Like we're not supposed to be successful on our first try. (laughs) Like that's not how entrepreneurship works. Um, But it it was, and it was, you know, you go through the roller coaster of we're going to be the next Spanx and we're going to be on Good Morning America to like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is such a grind. Like I'm so over this. And so that is normal. And for anyone listening, you know, like you should have those highs and lows, but it also got to the point for us as co-founders and friends first, which I don't necessarily recommend going into business with your friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But we decided, you know what, like this was an amazing experience. This was everything we ever wanted, but we're ready to do something different. And our relationship is starting to fray a little bit and we would rather just stay friends and like, let's go do something else. Um, And so that's what we did at the end of 2012. We got back from that sustainable fashion tour I was telling you about, and we just decided to part ways. I sold my portion of the business to her. She went on to continue running it. And then I started to look into like just kind of the next phase of business and and what I wanted to do next. That's awesome. So strategic exit strategy is an art form. The way that they did this was very artful. And I I can only applaud you because I've seen it go the opposite way several times. And so it was lovely to hear your strategic, you know, the way that you guys ended that. So it was just like, you know, a, a good experience for everyone. And you also kept the loyalty of your customers. You saved face for the brand. You really did everything right in that aspect. And then, you know, also gave yourself the opportunity to live, live your best life and, and do you right. And so I, I love that um, story because it doesn't always end that way. So yay. Um, but right after that, you decided to take a year off right? And live your best life for a minute. Yeah. I did my eat, pray, love thing and went to Bali for a month, you know, just kind of, yeah, very cliche. Um, but it was great because I could sort of just like take some space. Um, I had also like a few months before met my future husband. So that, you know, was taking me into a different phase of life as well. And then I, I really was open to, whatever. Like I started writing down like a memoir of what we did, like started, that was cathartic. And I started reaching out to my network to see what people were actually needing or wanting. Um, I worked for someone else for like three months, which, you know, I thought I was going to be a forever entrepreneur. And then I was like, Hey, let's just try this. This opportunity came up. I'm going to try it out, learned amazing new skills. And then, you know, realized it wasn't for me. I wanted to be my own boss, went back um, and, re- and then decided to do one-on-one consulting. And so that's where I started. I just started a very small boutique consulting agency, um, ran that for about a year and realized the clients I wanted to work with were startups and startups generally don't have a month to invest in a consultant on retainer. So uh, that led me to come up with a program, which is now Factory 45, 
that was uh, scalable and affordable for the entrepreneur, but also, uh, you know, was a sustainable business for myself. I love it. I am so into that e-learning and you've done such an amazing job. Factory45.co. Everyone go check it out. If you want a sustainable brand and you want someone to guide you step-by-step into doing what she has done successfully, including Kickstarter fund, Kickstarters and mentorship and curriculum and investments and marketing and everything. So let's talk about the curriculum a bit here. Let's talk about like what, why this is so amazing. I could go on because, you know, I work with Shopify and Dropship and, and, and that's, that's almost an easy e-com having your own brand, having your own fabric and design and all that is so much more different because you have to find all the wholesalers, manufacturers, the fabric and all that. So let's talk about your program and see how the audience can get their own brand. Yeah. So we really go from idea to launch. Um, we start with fabric sourcing because again, it is, it's different. You're setting up your own supply chain, right? So that's like all of the materials, the manufacturing, you have to do product development, everything that you would need to create your own sustainable fashion brand. Um, is, is included in the program. So again, starting module one, we start with sourcing, Sourcing is always the thing that takes the longest, which is why we start with it. Um, Then we go into brand identity, which is really more about building an audience. Again, back to what I was talking about earlier with Mm -hmm. building an audience before you launch so that you are driving traffic, you have that traffic and you're converting your audience into customers. Um, Then module three is pre-production, product development. We have databases of vetted pattern makers and sample makers and manufacturers. These are the things that people always come to me and they say, I'm having the hardest time finding a manufacturer. And that's what Factory 45 provides is those referrals. Um, Then we go into e-commerce marketing. So how to market, how to sell. It's one thing to have a beautiful garment that you're really proud of, but if you can't sell it, you have a hobby, you don't have a business. So really making sure that you're going to be able to sell those products. Um, And then the Fifth module is preparing for launch, and that's when I teach everyone how to pre-sell, whether that's through Kickstarter or another crowdfunding platform or through your own e-commerce site. There's also a separate strategy I teach called um, the virtual pop-up that you run on Instagram, but all of it is a pre-selling strategy um, so that you have customers before you produce any inventory and you have money before you go into production. Wow. That's the trick right there. That's 10,000 hours. You will skip if you just sign up because I don't know anyone who's giving away the secret sauce like that. Right. So that's so key. I love that. So you do bonus live coaches. It's, is it a, it's like group Q and A's. And so you have mentorship each week and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we have the online portal portal, whereas the curriculum lives and all the entire program um, that is more self-study. But then we have two live classes every week with our alumni mentors. So our alumni mentors are people who have graduated through the Factory 45 program and are now running their own sustainable fashion brands. Um, So really you're you're getting the experience of someone who's doing exactly what you want to be doing. And everyone is matched up one-on-one with a mentor. 
So um, each mentor has a group of mentees and they are there for one-on-one support, which is really unheard of in the fashion education space um, and something that we're really proud of because these are all people who have successfully graduated from the program. Wow, I love that. And and that should give everyone the confidence as well to, you know, really trust this this e-learning program because I mean, there's like 20 people on here that work with you. So that's amazing. Um the, your your keys to success really is is quality mentorship and effective effective curriculum and I, I love what you've done here. It's super and amazing. the accountability too, I think is so important. I think that you know entrepreneurship is hard. There are times where we want to give up and to have that person who says, I've done this, I've been in your shoes. I know this sucks right now, but you're going to get through it. And here are some different ways that you can navigate through this. Um, just having that accountability, I think, is the difference between, you know, we hear these stats of like 60% of online courses aren't even opened after purchase. Like that's not what happens in Factory 45. Like everyone is engaged and continues moving forward because they have this added accountability uh, through our mentorship. And of course, through me as well, I'm very much involved in the program. That's beautiful. And I, I mean, I, I usually don't pitch prices and things on here, but it's such a great investment. Like it's, it, you know, if we can invest $500 in our business a month, is that, a, is it a year long program? It's actually a lifetime program. So oh, the wow. payment plan is 12 months, but once you're in factory 45, you're in it for life. So for the lifetime of the program. Um, so yeah, it, and that's another thing that is unheard of in the fashion education space. It used to be the program was six months. And after six months, I kind of was like, all right, but you know, bye baby birds fly out of the nest. Mm -hmm. But I realized we needed it to be longer, um, especially when it comes to creating a physical product. That's something that you're depending on so many different people and it's not your fault if the supplier's delayed in getting back to you. So just having that added incentive of like, once you're in this, you're committed, you can come back whenever you need and we will be here to support you. Wow. That's a real gift. That's so amazing. So, so when open enrollment is open again, if, if you guys are all interested out there, the audience, you want to start your sustainable fashion brand, go check her out at factory45.co and, you know, apply. Um, it's, it's closed right now. Cause she's starting a new segment, right? Yep. So it will, it, is it like on a six month rotation? No, we'll open it. We'll, we'll go to book a call. So we have our director of enrollment, Hannah, um, probably by the time you're listening or watching this, uh, you'll be able to connect with our director of enrollment if you're interested. And you can talk about if our goals are aligned and if, if the program is the right fit for you. Cool. So let's look at some of your social because you've been doing some amazing things. You're, you have your podcast, you have your YouTube, you have your Instagram. You, you, and, and you know everyone, while you're waiting, if enrollment isn't open, check out her, her, her YouTube she gives away key insights. I mean, just to start studying maybe the idea and, and getting some key insights. What are some of the best videos on here that you've done? 
Uh, gosh, look, we'll have to scroll back. Some of them have like 15,000 views. So maybe those are the best ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, just anything really that you're looking to learn more about. I always say, you know, when it comes to creating a physical product, a sewn good, it is not your production partner's job to educate you. That's your job or that's my job, right? If you, if you join a program like Factory 45, that's my job. And so you can start with these. I have so many how-tos about fabric sourcing or manufacturing, or even if you need encouragement, we have productivity tips. So uh, yeah, lots, lots, lots of content on YouTube. Yeah. Tons. Starting your, you know, your your um, productivity boosters. And um, the, the one that I like most is the crowdfunding because that's not something that a lot of people are really hip to and, and the opportunity that that opens up. So definitely check out her YouTube. And if they search you, Factory 45, does it pop up? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Just search Factory 45 and check out her awesome free content on YouTube. And then she's also on Instagram, Factory 45 Co., follow looks like you post on here a lot you have some igtv yeah stuff going on podcast yeah. teasers that can send you over to the to the podcast as well yeah how to's we have our we feature our alumni on our instagram a lot so um if you're even if you're looking to discover new sustainable fashion brands uh we we love highlighting our alumni Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, the amazing shopping mall with all your students on it. I love this. Let's talk about market45.co. Yeah, Market 45 is our ethical fashion marketplace. So it is um, a place where not all but many of the brands that have launched through Factory 45 are selling. And so if you, uh, you know, click on a brand you see, you'll be taken to their e-commerce site and you can use the code market 45 for 10% off your purchase. Awesome. See you guys, you listeners out there, you could use the coupon code and, and shop ethically and feel really good about what you're wearing. So that's really awesome. I love that. So let's talk about some of your words of advice, some inspiration for the audience, the ones that are like thinking, this is a great idea. I really need to do that. Um, (laughs) Let's, let's hear some of your words of advice. Oh, words of advice. Um, (laughs) I think I've probably like hammered over the head, the whole audience building before you launch piece, but that is like definitely my key key. If If you take away anything, that's one. Um, I also think, and then obviously simplifying lowest barrier to entry option. I also, there's part of niching down that I don't think is talked about enough, or maybe is like underestimated. I think that if you can identify a target market niche, um, and start there with your marketing and your branding and even like your launch strategy. I think you put yourself in a much better position to have your customers come out to support you earlier. Yeah. Um, it's easier to cut through the noise. It's easier to make people help, help people find out about you, all the things. So niching down, I think is one really, really important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, other pieces of advice. Oh gosh, like where do I start? Uh, like 
I love the start before you're ready. When I talk to you first, because that's one of the branding things I use. It's because that's always it's everyone's never ready, but they are always waiting to be ready. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, and yes, we especially like I don't know any fellow perfectionists out there, but the starting before you're ready is so important. It's so easy to get bogged down in the need to be perfect, the need to have all the answers, the need to have the perfect timing those things are all illusions. They do not exist. There is no perfect timing. There is no perfect branding or logo or fonts. Like everything is subjective. What's perfect to you is not going to be perfect to someone else, right? So the best way you can find out what's effective, what's actually going to move the needle, what's going to set your brand apart is by experimenting and by just doing and getting your hands dirty and getting out there, getting vulnerable, sharing your story, all of those things that I know are so scary and so hard to do. But again, that is what separates the entrepreneurs who are successful from those who really like never move forward at all. I wouldn't even say they fail. They just never get started. And that's, I think for me, even more unfortunate. I would much rather someone fail and then try again and learn from it than I would uh, someone never start at all. So true. That's so valuable, you guys. I hope you really got a lot out of this um, this podcast because Shannon's ready. I mean, she's got her program built. She has her, her amazing audience, her following, her story. She has all the tools ready for you to come start your fashionable, sustainable business that you can really, you know, live your dreams. I mean, selling something online is the best thing to do these days. Easiest way to make money. Maybe not starting a brand is not the easiest thing, but once you, you go through her course and you learn all the tricks of the trade and get the key pieces in order that you can save 10,000 hours. So, um, I just thank you so much for being here, Shannon. And I am so excited for my audience to visit your store and your site. So everyone don't forget factory45.co and check out her program and all her social and you can book a call with one of her experts, right? Yeah, with our director of enrollment, Hannah. Um, And I'm also just very visible and open. So email me. DM me on Instagram. Um, I'm happy to help, happy to answer any questions. Um, but thank you so much for having me on the show. You're so welcome. And we'll be in touch. We'll all chat soon. Ciao. Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast.